And now for something completely different. Four, three, two, one. Hi. Welcome to the future. Remember, no guts, no gallons. Ladies and gentlemen, mech warriors and mech fans from around the world in the inner sphere, welcome to the No Guts, No Galaxy podcast number 168. We are your hosts, Darren and Phil, and today is Tuesday, December 7th, 2018. Support for this broadcast is brought to you by patrons, our patrons. We'd like to thank Keith, Coffee Frame, Unnatural, Dave, Hugo, Theo, Chiun, Brian, Billy, Ruben, Chad, and Daniel for their November support. We'd like, to, uh, Would you like to support the podcast? Uh, find out more information at patreon.com forward slash no guts, no galaxy. Well, 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 here we are. I have a voice again. You do. Can you tell? <laughs> it's a little bit better, yeah. Right? Yeah. You don't um it was that was a little I don't rough. Look any better. That was a yeah. little rough, man. I so I felt so bad for you. <laughs> well, you know, multiple things. Um for those that don't know, I was I got sick uh like two days before Metcon. So once I showed up in Vancouver this year, I was already getting sick. Um and losing my voice. And so it was kind of a dilemma. You know, do we just have Phil do everything um, or do I push through it? And uh, I decided to push through it, uh, good or bad. I'll, I'll let you guys decide. <laughs> I don't know. It's really rough, man. When I listen to some of the video, the recap, yeah. um, listening to me, it's it's a little embarrassing. But, uh, you know, you want to know, some of you uh, 80s rockers will appreciate my, my inspiration for powering through it, which was a couple weeks ago, uh, Axl Rose, who is very famously known for skipping out on concerts, not showing up, whatever, he got really sick, and he actually powered through an entire concert, and I was thinking, if that asshole can do it, <laughs> then I'm going to do it, and, and that's what made it happen, but uh, yeah, I got deathly sick, didn't have a voice the day after Metcon, literally all I could do was whisper, uh, my wife was very happy about that, it was a fun day for her. Um, and then slowly things have been coming back. But even right now, I'm still under the weather. I'm still sick. Um, this eye is a little bit swollen. I don't know what's going on over there. That's why I'm shading my eyes and to be a little bit mysterious. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm feeling much better and uh, pretty stoked about another Metcon, uh, you know, notch on the bed or whatever. <laughs> notch on the bed. On the belt, yeah. Darren. Not on the bed. Oh, yeah. The belt. Yeah, yeah, the belt. The belt. The belt. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, man. It was um, a good time. So, of course, today we're going to be talking about Metcon. This is our post-Metcon uh, podcast. And, uh, of course, it's a really special one as well because, uh, again, I think uh, there was a lot of uh, things that were new this year. And, of course, for three years in a row we've we've uh, had a Metcon, and I look forward to next year. Um, well, you said three years in a row. I want to point out something real quick, if you don't mind. Uh, the shirt I'm wearing right now, I'm going to try and make it so everybody can see, is the shirt I was originally planning on wearing to Metcon, and this was kind of um, my MWO Tour shirt, and I'll show you why I call it that. But on the front, you'll see a, a beautiful Warhammer. Where we all yeah, go, ooh. You, you, you show off the dog. Uh. Yeah, you're going to make everybody say ooh because of the dog. But here's the Warhammer. And then I'll turn around and show you the back. The MWO tour did there. Yeah, it also says my other mech is, a war, is also a Warhammer. Um, anyway, you know, we've been doing this since 2013, going to these events. 
Um, and, uh, you know, started off with the, obviously the MWO launch party in San Francisco. Then we went to the Steam launch party in 2015 up in Vancouver. And now we've had three mech cons in a row. Um, wow. You know, think about how many years we've been going to these celebrations. And essentially, like I called it uh, um, at the, at, at, you know, when we did our welcome message, it is a family reunion. And it really is. We're seeing a lot of the same people year after year. And uh, I miss everybody. You know, when you put it in that perspective, it just, I guess, the phrase that first pops in my head is time flies. Like, no doubt. <laughs> I think that's one thing I've learned as I, I've gotten a little bit older is that just things just like that. And I've seen for, or yeah, six, seven, I mean, seven year, we had our seven year for NGNG uh, this past October mm -hmm. 31st, you know, and, um, yeah, we have, I think Devil is actually in our chat right now. He's been at every single... Devil Cran. Right? And we've had individuals yep. like that where they've been to every single event. Um, even the first NGNG Con that we haven't had another one, but uh, maybe one yeah. day. Um, well, but, there was there were whispers going around. There were. You're having another gathering in North sure. Carolina. Yeah. And, then, and then someone um, decided uh, that was not to be and... Uh, Oh, really? But, uh, yeah, we're not going to point <laughs> uh, fingers or name any names or beards. <laughs> no, um, it, it really, it is one of those experiences where I think sometimes we have to sit back and reflect. Um, you know, we're always just go, 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 forward, forward, forward. And mm -hmm. um, and that's what today's going to be for me and you, I think, is just yeah. a uh, let's, let's talk, let's chat, let's reflect on this, not only this past Mecon, but these past few years and, and they what they mean to us and, and uh, of course you guys out there as well yeah this is going to be pretty casual and um we're just going to kind of go from the beginning to the end and how the Mecon experience was for us the good bad and the ugly um and uh so let's let's get into well, it now let's let's talk about before even Mecon before opened Mecon. up because yeah. i didn't know <laughs> I didn't even know if you were gonna make it. Like, mm -hmm. guys, like we get in there and it was like, hey, you know, because normally Darren, me and you, we meet up ahead of time and just sort of, we at least brief outline like, hey, this is what we're gonna do. Last year, we had a pretty good plan, you know, like you, you had your Han Solo outfit, I had my shark outfit. We, we were gonna do the, oh, well, what are you wearing? Clan Diamond Shark, you know, sort of thing. You know, we, we, we plan that loosely. And when I, when I mm -hmm. say loose, <laughs> very, very loose. loose. We were supposed to do that this year, but you Something. were, you were, I didn't know how bad he was until that morning and he walks in and he says well, it's talking, but it's not really yeah. talking. It's It'd like, like just, yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, so Plus I was it, running a fever. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you were like sweating. It wasn't for me yeah. being nervous. It was nope. just from, yeah. And, um, so here I am before the shows even started and I'm thinking, Okay, I'm, you know, I was supposed to be in the Twitch booth hanging out. I don't think that's going to happen. I, I'm going to be up there. Okay, what are my responsibilities? Like, what do I need to do? So I'm going through my head of planning of like taking over what Darren was supposed to do. So that's what's going on before the show even opens up to the public. What about your perspective? <laughs> was it well, just like I'm dying? Uh, you know, like. Yeah, I mean, I feel like inside i knew i was going to do it no matter what i think the only thing that would have stopped me was literally having no voice i mean i had almost no voice or it was deeper 
I got to joke around a little bit with uh, Elias Tufexis that, that, you know, that that was like the one time in my life I had a deeper voice than he does or, uh, uh, or a rougher voice or whatever. But, um, yeah, I mean, I kind of, I kind of had it in my mind that it was going to happen no matter what, uh, the show must go on so to speak. But I didn't know if I sounded so bad that it was going to be like bad for me to do it. I don't know, man. It was just so up in the air of what was going to happen. Um, but it really also, I think we should um, skip back even a day to the night before when we, um, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, we we got to go into the office. We got to check out the pods and check out the demos and, um, you I, know, meet everybody. When, when I got there Thursday, I, um, I met up with uh, uh, Ben and Mike, Bandit and MDM. Yep. And we actually checked into our hotels and we walked down to the office and literally the I walked through the doors at PGA's office and Russ like sees me and he snatches me up. Like, yep. I didn't even get to say hi. Didn't, he snatches me up and he's like, come check this out. And keep in mind, I hadn't eaten anything since like five this morning, five that morning. So like I had a, I had a, is it, is it technically gyro? Is it gyro? Gyro, gyro, gyro. I, you know, it's whatever it is, it's delicious. Warrior. And the cucumber salad, anyways. I had one of those. I was like stuffing my face, and he's showing me the pods, and he's like, "You can get in here. You can, you can play by, you know." And it was just really cool because I got to see. Here's this, you know, the president of Rona Games, giddy like a little schoolgirl, and he's excited not only for what he's obviously he's played plenty, but like he's he's one in my reaction, and the entire time I'm just like, "I'm not, I'm not, I'm not stuffing my face," and he's mm -hmm. like, "This is the joy, you know, joystick, and this is how you do this," and. He says, it's all yours, go. And yep. so I had I had my, like, it was just instantaneously into the pods. And, and that was my afternoon just Thursday, like within the first half an hour of being in the office, um, you know, let alone we'll roll into that. And yeah, so I got to jump in the pods very, very quickly and see what everyone was going to be experiencing. Um, I was actually very surprised. I'm not going to lie. Um, I wasn't expecting a 25 to 30 minute yeah. demo. It was a long demo, no doubt about it. Um, I don't know what I was expecting, uh, but we, we can get we can talk more about the demo when we get into the actual. Sure. Um, but the the energy in the office before MechCon is always the same, which is just chaotic, hectic. <laughs> people that are working on no sleep. You know, Paul literally two nights in a row, zero sleep. He was in there like soldering yep. stuff for the pods and um you know, and the crew working on the pods like all oh, that yeah. yeah i mean they were i have so much respect for the ngng or the ngng i have so much respect for us no i'm totally joking um for the pgi crew and and the staff there because um we get to see firsthand how much they how hard they've been working how hard they are working for both setting up the the event and setting up everything that has to do with um, Metcon, how hard they work, how little sleep they get, and ultimately how little thanks they get. Um, the, you know, we can see firsthand, we always do, that they absolutely love what they're doing and they absolutely care about what they're doing and making it as good of an experience as possible. And the man that really is responsible for a lot of the Metcon experience and everybody having a good time is Matt. Um, Matt yeah. kicks ass. Uh, it's a very... He's the producer, for those that don't know. You know, not only is the, the, the MWO marketing person and um, the events person or whatever, but he's also the producer of every Metcon. So everything to do with Metcon, from the napkins to the demos and, for, you know, everything goes through Matt. And uh, he works his ass off. 
um, and I respect uh, Matt and, and everybody that put work into it. Uh, it's a huge event. It's, you know, like um, I talked to, again, I'll, I'll bring him up just because it is pertinent. Uh, Elias defects us. He goes to all these gaming events all over the place. You know, he's he's um, uh, from whether it's Deus Ex, you know him from, or um, Assassin's Creed or whatever. He's in so many video games that he goes to these events all the time. He sees, you know, events put on by companies that have, you know, 100 times more money than PGI has and, and AAA games and so forth. And he was blown away. He literally said twice to me, uh, the first day and the second day, how blown away he was by this event um, being all Battletech and MechWarrior. Yeah. And, and we'll get back to that as well. He's a total, true Battletech fan. He had no idea. And I think, you know, I always say uh, that we are living in a moment in time. This is something that we are going to look back on. And I guarantee it. Ten years from now, I'm going to say I told you so to somebody <laughs> because... <laughs> We're living uh, something that is super special, and, and, and there's a very good chance that it won't be around again because this is a niche game. It's a niche uh, IP franchise, um, and just nobody else is going to do well, what has been done over and, these and last years. And not only that, it, it does take quite a financial backing to— Huge. Yeah, and um, obviously to get that off the ground. And, yeah. Um, you know, so not only do you have the— I guess the people support, if you will, like uh, people coming to watch and, and view and, and participate and buy tickets. Yep. Um, but then you have the perspective of it takes a lot of money to, um, you know, rent the venues, rent the equipment, hire the crew, and then everything down to food. And um, so, you know, it's a quarter million dollars plus or minus every time. Uh, this year was actually more expensive um, because it was two days. Um, and we won't go too much further on on this point, but just it really is something special, and and it's something that we are. It's 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 just such a great feeling to get together with family, you know, essentially from the community. I mean, we've been spending seven eight years with these people. Um, like I said in the beginning, uh, this this community is the best out there. They always blow me away. Um, you know, one of the points I made is how this community just comes together, no matter what our backgrounds are, politically, religiously, whatever. Um, where we came into the franchise, uh, this community has come together. I've seen them raise tens of thousands of dollars, either for you know for great causes um, like battling cancer and um, you know everything. I've seen every great cause under the sun. Uh, you know, people supporting it with with streams and 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 uh, donations and so forth to each other. People in the community who have health issues or just you know acts of god that devastate their family and this community comes together and you know i i mean i really did choke up when i was saying it up on stage half because i was sick but half absolutely because i mean it this this community yep. blows me away um the love and the support that's out there and that's why it does feel like a family reunion um but uh let's talk about the night before we did meet up we did uh, with with the vips we had another did. gathering yeah um which was a lot of fun we met up at the pint this year which was kind of it's a sports uh sports bar um we had the kind of back section and so many people showed up it was awesome yep. it was like you know people were coming straight from their flights like uh cat showed up yep. you know she landed and came and hung out with us and it was just really cool just seeing everybody there um what was your experience that night before i mean the 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 cool thing was i hadn't met some of them uh in real life so that was obviously really cool um to be able to like oh my gosh there's you know uh you know melted there's a uh, violent um 
you know, there's Pickle right there and uh, there's Majestic and, 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 and everybody. And to be able to give him a hug, get a selfie. And I really made an attempt this year to get photos because I was super bad at it last year. Where yeah, you did. Uh, yeah. And I, you know, like made an effort like, hey, you know, someone was like, hey, can I get a photo with you? I'm like, can I get a photo with you? Because that'd be great. Um, yeah. RJ was streaming, which I thought was hilarious. RJ and um, Nutty, yeah. It took forever to get a beer. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, funny enough, throughout the night when people, you know, the night goes on and it's getting late and people have been up for a while and, and people, uh, started leaving. Um, some of the PGI staff was there, uh, and then they took off Avatar, uh, was actually there with me and me and him were the last ones to leave. Mark Nicholson. Yep. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, all showed up. Mike, uh, and, and his fiance. Mike Forrest. Uh, yep. Bounced. Uh, and me and Avatar were just like sitting there just chilling. I was, I was trying yeah. to be his wingman, but, uh, I don't, I don't think it worked, but, uh, good people. Just so yeah. everybody knows that the VIPs that were there this year were, uh, George Ledoux, BB Wolf. Uh, Bear Duel couldn't make it. We were so bummed, but uh, hopefully next year. Loken Plays was there. Loken's awesome. Haven, obviously. RJ Bay, Star Wolf, Father Bill, Nutty Rat, Majestic, Cat, Fiora Bunny, Violent Blue Mech, Unfazed. Uh, Impy was there. And then we had uh, some streamers, some influencers that we also love that showed up, and I'm so glad they did. Uh, we got to see Wesker Melted, and Melted Snow yeah. Girl, Nita Pickle, Old Bob was there. And uh, some others I'm going to forget, and I'm sorry. Some, that they, they had that... some uh, of the refs, like Hobo was there. Yes. Um, and, uh, yeah, and <laughs> she's like, I knew she was tall, but Fiora, like, I was like. Jeez. I was like. She's awesome. You know, yeah, it's a total sweetie. Uh, and, uh, you know, the entire vibe was just nothing but just positive. It was, it was one of those, like, rare opportunities when. You had an entire group of like everything was just smiles, laughs, and yeah. and it was really cool because like I got to sit down with uh, you know Violent and I was able to talk to her, um, you know, yeah. and it's someone I've interact with and watch streams with, but then to be able to talk behind the scenes. Gitka was there. Sorry, yep, Gitka. Um, and yeah. talking to each one of these people alone, just being able to get five minutes to talk to them where you're not on Discord or whatever and in person, in person is so important. And you know what? I don't regret a single person that was there that was invited as a VIP and the people that joined us that weren't on the sponsored list. Um, you know, again, our our community is just freaking awesome. And, it, you know, every single one of those people that hung out with us the night before and, and during um, uh, MechCon in the Twitch booth, which we'll get to, um, just solid people love them all uh we have just an amazing community yeah so the the overall experience there was really cool unfortunately we were supposed to have a little bit more tables than we wanted which actually sort of presented of everyone was like not right on top of each other but you know we had to get almost. close almost yeah. uh, <laughs> um it was a preview of what was to come apparently yeah. um but yeah that that was it was a pretty awesome experience, and I think next year uh, we will definitely have to do our research to get a place locked down uh, to where we have more of a uh, table, a big table, or, or a roundabout way of seeing everybody in, in one perspective. But the cool thing is, um, uh, you know, obviously they're playing music, and uh, they had good food and good drinks, and um, yeah, so it, it was overall, it was, it was a cool setting, and... I had recovered the previous day because I'd been up for like 31 hours. You guys went out to Steamworks on Thursday night. I didn't. Like when we were yeah. eating, uh, we, we hung out with my shark bros um, on Thursday for, for dinner. Not all of them, but most of them. And Thursday, I was I was sitting at that, 
that bar we were at, or not bar, the, the restaurant. And if you've ever been up so long, you You're start- talking about the Cactus Club? Yeah, the Cactus. I, I felt yeah. like I was back on a, a ship. Yeah. Which is a really weird feeling. So like, <laughs> like it just felt like I was doing this the entire Free time. Swing yeah, back just and just forth. nice and easy. <laughs> and I'm sitting there, and I didn't know if it was a combination of the lighting and that I'd been up. I think it was around at that point in time, thirty hours. And I was just like, "You were like, hey, let's go to Steamworks and so all the shark. Yeah, come to Steamworks. RJ and, and Nutty are there." And I was just like, "No, I I don't think that would be a good idea. I." I know my limits and uh, I'm going to go rest. So I was well rested for Friday. And then um, me and Avtar didn't leave the, the bar till 1.30, almost 2 o'clock. Yeah. Um, we had to have another pint. I mean, it's, you know. Of course. Of course. It's the so pint. It's the pint. Yeah. So we had a great time hanging out beforehand. Uh, Deadfire didn't forget you. I'm going to get to you shortly. You know what about. Um, and you, like you said, you saw your shark bros. A lot of uh, units there. Boy, 228 obviously represented. I think they had like 30 people yeah, there. Any it's EMP. always good to see 228. Yeah. EMP totally Rolls represented. Deep, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's, I don't know, man. There's there's such a good feeling when you see that happening. Um, you know, sometimes you can get a little caught up in the negativity uh, in communities. But, um, you know, MWO has always been one of those communities when somebody comes from another game, especially if you see a streamer come in from another game, they're like, oh, my God, this community is so great. And I will always agree with that. It is a great community. But let's skip forward. We had the days leading up, you know, Thursday, Friday. We had a lot of good times, hung out with people, um, you know, and, and uh, kind of prepping. What are we going to do? So let's get to the venue, which is where I want to show the first picture. Um, show the official one of the front of the venue. And here, what we're going to do, guys, is kind of just share some pictures. Um, and uh, it'll be a little janky. Phil, throw it up on, on the stream here. So the official picture of the venue, the big, the front of it. So this is the first time we were at the uh, Vancouver Convention Center. I have to say, completely impressed. You know, I loved the Commodore the first year because of the what it represented as far as like a musical venue that basically every musician and artist I've ever respected was there, but we outgrew the Commodore the very first year. And then we moved obviously to the pinnacle. We outgrew that. And we, the only venue really left in um, Vancouver for us to, you can cover me too, um, is, uh, was, was this the Vancouver convention center and wow, what a building and what a hotel, uh, the, the pan Pacific, um, totally amazing. Like the space in there was beautiful, almost too much space sometimes because we'd be up on stage and everybody's off, you know, doing the Battletech demo or, or in Catalyst Game Labs booth, which was packed the whole time. And uh, the people right up front st stage, you know, it, it felt like a lot of space, which is beautiful. It means it's room to grow. And it didn't feel claustrophobic at all. The ceilings were very high inside, which you'll see in some of the pictures. Um, just a great venue. That was my my take on it. Phil, what did you think of uh, the venue? Well, you know, yeah, especially compared to the past uh, last year, uh, great location because everyone was able to stay at the, the pinnacle and roll right to your rooms and go right. down. But it was so narrow, we didn't have enough room for everyone. And obviously, we've almost doubled from last year as far as the amount of people. Um, uh, I will say, uh, thank you, <laughs> uh, for putting me at that hotel. I think they ran yeah. out at Pinnacle. I think it filled up. So I got to stay at the pan, 
Um, and the convention center, that was just one of many, obviously that had like, we were a, and they had like, I think three B more, and C. right. Yeah. yeah. And then they had other rooms too. And on other yep. floors, like, um, yep. a fantastic location. And the cool thing was, um, you know, because it allowed so much going on, not everybody was on top of each other. Catalyst game labs had, a unless they wanted thing. to be, but yeah, right. Yeah. yeah like each section had plenty of room and actually i would say we had extra room too that could have of, of you know if they needed to um so whether it was the the you know eating area or the vip area um and of course the, the pod area um overall just fantastic um and it being on the water too that was really cool um uh, there that, that one picture right that you have right here uh i forget who took that it might have been cat uh, the one that shows the mountains in North Vancouver off in the distance. People, if you've never been to Vancouver, it, like, you know, I'm, I'm familiar with a lot of the West Coast cities. I haven't been to New York myself, but Vancouver is such a beautiful city. And not just because of the city itself, but because it's surrounded by beauty. You know, you got the, the whole bay going all around it. You have the mountains up there. You can see the ski lifts. You're literally 45 minutes so from getting to the ski lifts. Total jelly moment uh, for you guys. Uh, Sunday morning when uh, I, I ate breakfast at Pan and, and um, funny enough, Mike showed up and then uh, Ben showed up and we're sitting right, literally one of these windows actually uh, that you can see in this image overlooking the, the bay here. And the clouds were on the water and you know, like a seaplane was taken off a ship Dude. and you could see, the, I mean, you could see the, the, the snow lifts and everything. And it was just one of those where like, it was, it was awesome. Like, uh, like, it was pretty hopping there. If you didn't notice, it was like their version of the World Trade Center. In, in fact, that's, I think, what it was called is is right there at the Pan Pacific. So you have, like you said, the seaplanes, but you have, you have ferries coming in there. You have all the shipping containers coming in on ships. You have helicopters taking off and landing. You have a huge train station right there. This was like the center of Vancouver where everything goes in and out. Um, so busy, so beautiful so fun i just love that city. so as far as a convention center and as far as our metcon goes yeah. uh it was by far the best location i think that what yep. that is is just because you have a blank space you have a gigantic rectangle that you can design and matt and crew did a perfect job and for those that are wondering matt actually has had a 3d representation he built everything in 3d so you could see and manipulate where things were so uh, fantastic. We had plenty of uh, uh, yep. space on the stage. Uh, the stage. <laughs> so, so if I can, can we roll into the first day? I think. Let's do that. Yep. I want to give uh, proper uh, credit where credit is due. That is actually Kagaru's uh, picture right there of Vancouver. Nice pick, Kag. I did steal a, a few of your pictures because you got some nice ones. Anyway, let's do it. So, so, so you're, the, you're talking walking through yes, the doors. So the, the first moment. <laughs> so the first day is, I didn't. Okay, so we walked through that morning and or i should say yeah it was it was afternoon because right the, i got there we got there around 12 i don't know it was we we ate really quick but we didn't know if this the 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 stage would even be set up for those that don't know they had an, a, a convention on friday so uh pgi and crew could not set up until that morning so they were there at five o'clock in the morning so when <laughs> when we got there at uh you know like 12 something after we ate lunch um they you know like the audio like the video and all that had been set up and the booths had been set up but this like main stage the left side was just 
getting like raised in lights. And I, I don't know if I told you, I, I remember I was talking to someone. I was like, I hope, I hope we're on time. And then, you know, someone was like, oh man, it's going to be close, but I think we're going to get it. So that was one of those things where the, the stage was still being built. And I guess uh, the, the convention center works with that crew all the time. And so they were pretty confident in getting the entire three stages, but we had three stages. Like that's something we actually had all the teams out, you know, uh, side by side. And I felt like this was the first proper, like proper, like tournament looking esque. I don't, I, you know, like where we had a, you know, both teams on each side in a central place. Um, I think my favorite venue, uh, when it came to that prior was, um, uh, was it the Commodore? No, no, no. The one with the stage. Uh, yeah, the Commodore. Where, where all the teams could go back behind. Was that what it yeah, was? Okay, that was so, the Commodore. Yeah, up until this, that was my my favorite location. And then this happened, and uh, it looked proper. Uh, you walked in, you get the sense of uh, scale, too, because it's so big. And I think that's what took a lot of people by surprise as well, is talking to them. They were like, holy crap, you know, there's everything here. Like, there's... Um, so... It looked fantastic. It worked fantastic, and if anything, you know, room to grow for next year. And I, th I think that's that's the production quality level that now has been set. And um, you know, I, I think that's what Matt and, and and crew are capable of, and you know, be awesome seeing next year as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the amount of work that it took to set it up this time was insane, and they did it in, in time and um yeah amazingly the stage was the last part that went up uh but they they did it um so let's talk about the sections now um uh, registration went much better this year the lines were you know everybody got in real quick this year so that was really nice um but uh let's talk about the different sections because you did a little <laughs> like uh tour that was the kind of kicked it off you walked around with the yeah camera i mean we walked we walked around um and that was a little bit in uh flux too we did, we had a time sort of a time window for that and that was in flux and that was a really cool thing working with the crew that we did is you know things came up from a maybe a technical show or whatever. Um, show picture number four while we talk about um, this so let me uh, get this picture for you the one that shows um daft punk uh, atlas dude <laughs> yeah, gotcha. Actually, saw him. Uh, he posted a, a thing on Reddit as well. Um, that's fantastic. Yeah. So this is as people are coming in, and this guy was so cool. He definitely uh, had one of the best outfits. There is basically our um, Mech Warriors version of Daft Punk. It would have been cool if he got on, you know, as DJ or whatever. Um, <laughs> that's it was horrifying. a trip watching him walk around. <laughs> <laughs> it is a little creepy, but it's cool. But you can see behind him, that's the uh, that's the entrance to the Catalyst booth behind him with the huge Marauder uh, cover art for what is see, what is that going to be the cover for? I've, I, like... I have no idea, actually. Um, I think it's a replacement. I think yeah. that's what they're doing it uh, maybe for the 35 years or something like that. Something like that. We should know. But uh, we had so much information shoved into our little brains that we forget. But anyway, beautiful cover art. Um, and I was blown away by so much artwork there this year and the minis. Oh my God. I wanted to steal yeah. minis. It, you know, it took every, all the control in my, I had in me to not offer them hundreds of dollars cause my wife would have been pissed, but, uh, beautiful minis painted again. Um, and, uh, just a lot of creative outfits out there, uh, from people. 
Yeah, the, the, the miniatures, it was cool because I got to talk to uh, Shimmy, uh, Anthony Scroggins. Um, and funny how just, you know, full life, just that, that cyclical cycle and just how things work. I mean, here you have, uh, I would say, the number one commission artist for Battletech because, uh, you know, it was, it was flying debris and then shimmering sword and flying, obviously, working for PGI. And so that left this huge niche and he grabbed and ran with it. And the next thing you know, he is, you know, the uh, overworking at Art Catalyst. director yeah, at Battletech. And is able to set a precedence. And I was talking to him about that. And that was one of the things when we were in the Twitch booth is like, you know, consistency of art across multiple platforms and how that's cool. And albeit he still likes that there's differences, of course, um, or that there could be slight differences, but in general, we have this uh, artistic consistency uh, across the multiple um, brands of the IP. And, and from a miniature standpoint, the stuff he was showing me, fantastic. Like, okay. uh, you know, seeing like his Warhammer, um, you know, that sort of art style, and then all of a sudden in 3D. And of course you mm -hmm. see and that battle tech and stuff. And overall, it's it's great to see that there's other artists stepping up. I mean, the artists for HBS as well. Fan I actually didn't get to meet him, uh, but obviously fantastic uh, uh, from a from a technical did, standpoint. Are you talking about, what's his name? Was it Marco? Yeah, did, yeah, some, yeah, yeah. He- um, The one who did the, the Dane yeah. thing? Oh, Dude, you mean this thing Dane right here? Gave me, yeah, Dane gave me one as well, but why don't you go ahead and show yours? I have to say, this is the one of the best fan Picks or, or works of art I've ever seen. It's basically Dane sitting in, I believe, a Shadowhawk yes, uh, yeah. hand, and it, it's very Game of Thrones. Um, it was beautiful. I was, you know, jaw-droppingly beautiful. Um, I mean, that's but, fantastic. Oh, that's beyond fantastic, yeah. man. I would, I would uh, pay to have something like that done of myself. Um, beautiful, and and there was just so much artwork there, and 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 so many, so much eye candy, basically. Uh, whether it's people dressed up in outfits or artwork or minis or dice or whatever, you know, like. Oh, yeah. Speaking of oh, uh, the dice. Yeah. So for those that um, weren't able to be there, the cool thing is these new dice, they're like aluminum, um, I think, yeah, uh, technically. Quality, man. So here's the Diamond Shark. I got really fortunate to wear um, autofocus. Did it first. What second? Okay. It so almost did. It almost did. It's really high quality dice. My daughter made me get like four or five of them for. Her. She's like, I want a green one. I want a blue one. I want to. Um, but uh, yeah, it's cool. I love the merch that people bring. Yeah. So the I, dice. I are... wish those minis were for sale. Uh. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um. Mm. The all painted and stuff. Hmm have no money that's, that's no money you'd have no money um yeah why don't you show picture number five let's take four out of there show number five and six five so this is us doing our welcome message here's number here's number five show five first like go ahead and show it full screen because uh, i want to get from you what are you thinking right there i feel like you're making some age joke i don't, I don't know what you're I don't, saying why there, would you but, say that yeah. about me <laughs> But this is a good, it shows uh, the, the stage was huge. So we were up on the center platform. Obviously there were side platforms for the teams, big, huge screens so you could see everything that was going on. Uh, they did, like you said, it was just a, it was a stage. It was an actual yep. stage, not just a raised platform. 
Um, and and that so that was really cool. And you can show number six as well. Uh, we had some good stage time, and um, you know it was a lot of fun. It was so, we, we, so for those out there. Funny enough, you know my family knows what I, I do, but they don't really know. And I posted uh, this photo got posted on Facebook. <laughs> And my mom said, uh, so who's that ZZ Top looking dude? <laughs> and I was like, that's that's my partner in crime. And she, yeah. she was like, well, you know, he's got, and I was like, it's going to make his day when I when I tell him that. Um, that. <laughs> the same thing kind of happened with Tina. Tina had some family there and she introduced me to her father who was from France. He's French. Obviously, she was translating our conversation. Um, but he basically said something like uh, he loved my look because he grew up watching American cowboy movies and. You know, I had some other cowboy comments as well that were out there. It was a lot of fun. Um, but, uh, yeah, we had a good time. Um, you know, like like we said, they did a great uh, job You know what looked stage. really nice that I got hmm. compliments? And actually, I was asked if the, shirt. the shirts, if, we, they, yeah. if people could buy the shirts. I was like, oh, I'm yeah. sorry. No. Um, that could be something we bring up. Chris is like, hey, maybe you want some polos uh, next year because people wanted them. So, you know. I was a little hesitant to wear because part of my you know, outfit is my ACDC shirts. And I bought two new ACDC shirts this year and I was going to wear them. But uh, yeah, we went professional. So whatever, at least they were black. Um, they felt but, good. Uh, they looked good. They did feel good. So there's that. Yes, we looked so good. But anyway, uh, you can throw those uh, pics out. Um, we we brought the VIPs up on stage, which was a very important moment. It is. Uh, it was last year. It was this year. want everybody to know who the people are out there that are bringing more people into our community and all these VIPs do. Um, then we had uh, George come up there and let the games begin. He did his kickoff, and we rolled into uh, you know some matches. And um, you know the the I guess we can talk a little bit about um, the 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 World Championships and how they went this year because of stock mode and so forth. I know there's a lot of discussion about that. I have no idea. There's George doing it. I, I love that moment, man. I love that moment. Duncan Fisher kicking off the games. It was great to have him back again. Um, I have the, a good picture of him with uh, sitting with Elias. Go ahead. You know the 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 world tourney when it kicked off. Um, uh, one, it's cool because from our perspective, is a lot easier to to view this year. Um, mm -hmm. And I know that's something uh, some people didn't really think about. Is the you know the matches themselves? It's important that of course the competitive uh, players. Um, have you know something to compete and they they feel like uh you know uh, they enjoy the rule set and so forth and then on the flip side you also have that uh, you know the the tournament is and the twitch stream is for the twitch viewers as well and and also the viewers there watching the matches and i can tell you this year it was uh hands down probably the easiest to follow as far as action because in previous years and we all know it especially when lights are going 140 150 it's just there's a lot things happen very very quickly but i will say what was interesting was um i was able to sit next to uh jay and i mentioned this at metcon i was i was sitting next to jay-z and him and his 228 buddies are just like they called a few matches like at the very beginning just based on where the teams were positioned and it just that's what separates me as a casual player i may be a decent player but that's what separates me as a casual player to someone that plays competitively like where they can say okay they've got a three cap on um you know grim uh, or and it's in a straight line or um the, hey they've got this position um or hey they just lost this mech or that and 
Um, it was it was just sort of a eye-opening experience, and that's why I tried getting them into the stream booth and answering questions as well. Because you know, from that that's who you need to ask. It's like having a, a Ben and Mike up there, you know, being able to watch matches with you. So the matches were fantastic. I I'm not gonna lie, I was rooting for JGX, like uh, the the first Jaguar guards, like. Here's an underdog, uh, brand new to the scene, um, just like 228 have rooted for the past, just because it's the underdogs. You want them to do well. And I would say everyone everyone was was wanting EMP to lose this year, at least for the most part. And um, at least as far as crowd reaction, I will say, uh, obviously not biased as far as like that. But. Yeah, I wanna, I wanna real quickly interject. I mean, I, I, you know, maybe from your perspective, and, and understandably, EMP has you know been the champions two years in a row. Now this was a different EMP. Yes, team. it actually was. And I didn't hear people out there going, you know, EMP sucks. Nope. and We want you to lose or whatever. It was more of it was more of rather than I think wanting EMP to lose, it was wanting somebody Someone else to win. To win. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Which you know, and and I have to say, Eon worked very hard for. Oh, it. Yeah. it Took them three years, and they deserved their win. And of course, as far as Jaguar guards, you know, we, we all like the underdog or whatever. Why don't you bring up uh, picture number eight uh, while we're talking about the, the the event itself, so you can kind of see what the teams look like while they're up there in the crowds. Um, yeah, my take, like, obviously, you and I personally have no idea what's going to happen with the World Championships in 2019. Um, whether you know it's going to be stock mode or not stock mode or some form of, I think what I did here. Um, that some people enjoyed was the limitations, you know, um, that just everything wasn't on the table and made it a little bit more fun for them to work within a set of limitations. And so you can see there the whole, you can see the stage lighting and the, and the, the rigging, but you can see where, um, I, I don't know which team that is, maybe that's EMP over on that side during this match, and, and you can see how close the crowd was. Um, but it was a lot of fun to watch. And, and the, the slowed down aspect of it, I think there'll be people who will say, that that was a bummer because they like more the, the more fast pacing and maybe they are like Ben and Mike and they can just follow along every little thing that's happening and and whatever but for the casual viewer I totally agree that the slower pace made it more enjoyable you could figure out what was happening you know a lot yeah. of times like even the audio video crew who are totally tuned in dialed into what's happening they're like who's winning what's yeah. going on right now and it's uh, it was a lot easier for people to follow yeah. along this year good or bad you know repeat or not repeat who knows the discussions for next year don't start until february yeah and and um, we will be sitting down with um eon and uh, emp and jgx and other competitive players and having them on podcast me and darren were literally just talking about that yeah uh yesterday where it would be great to sit down with uh representatives and i actually got to talk to uh emp eon and jgx members ahead and during the matches and I was actually quite surprised because, and I'm not going to say who they are, uh, but to put them on the spot, they actually liked, and I quote, stock mode. Stock mode. Yeah. Um, now, the reasons why they did, um, and you even heard Eon when I was asking, not everyone, and, and that's what I wanted was a, a truthful answer. Uh, you know, they, um, they, weren't under, they weren't under duress when they gave that, but was to say, do you enjoy stock? Does it make it competitive? You know, what? what do you enjoy and some of them uh once said there's no machine guns and he yeah. or at least there's no piranhas running around and just you yeah. know and so like that perspective also um they you know one of the comments that uh, eon said that I, I think is it made things 
easier. You didn't have to theory craft as deep. Like you knew what that mech was capable of. You knew what it did and you know, um, so forth. Um, but I will say uh, for next year, uh, we will be, um, and we, as far as PGI, uh, we'll be listening to um, uh, what you guys want. And, and there, I think there's some collaboration that can happen, obviously. Um, and, and on the flip side, uh, you know, I think what's uh, really cool is uh, you guys have ideas. Um, and then we also have the perspective of, again, uh, can, how, do, how can we mix it up while still, while still giving you guys what you want? Uh, can yeah. we make it different and and, and fun Why? and interactive? And so, anyways, that discussion will yeah. happen post uh, two, post 2018. Well, I know Ben is already out there talking to a lot of the comp people. And so, um, you know, a lot of thought is going to be put into it. But I do want to reiterate, again, with the three teams that were there, first Jaguar Guards, uh, Imperial, and Eon Synergy, um, just getting to the finals and being at MechCon is a huge accomplishment. All three of these teams were super pro um, and overcame a lot of difficulties and hurdles to be there. Um, it's hard to get a team together and just make consistent practices, um, which a lot of the teams that competed know, let alone making it to the semifinals, let alone making it to the finals. These guys are the best Mech Warrior players out there uh, that were competing this year. And so, you know, it mean to me, I'm proud of all these guys. Uh, because I know what it took to get to this point, uh, to keep your team together, to, like I said, just, you know, make every practice to, yeah. um, to, to figuring out strategies that work and, and, and getting to the final. So, you know, um, first Jaguar guards, they deserve the credit they got for getting third place and, and Imperial as well. Um, not too shabby is what I'm saying. You know, you, you got these guys accomplished a lot and, uh, each three, all three of those teams, every single player on it. Every player on the roster deserves credit for what they accomplished. Um, so yeah, the the first day um, it wasn't as long at MechCon, um, you know, as far as like being out there. At, at having the two days was interesting from our perspective um, because it was actually more work. Um, we were out on there. one hand, it was more work. On the right. other hand, the work was a little bit less. Uh, intense. So we were able to it take some out. time. Yeah. yeah. So we yeah. did, you know, we did get to sit down and enjoy ourselves for the most part. I mean, you know, we work our asses off and, and no doubt about it. You know, that's why, number one, I get sick every single year, whether I get sick during or after MetCon. Um, it is so much work leading up to it. Uh, my immune system is just destroyed. And so every year, all the stress, all the pressure leads to me being sick for a while. So one of the um, things and, we were trying to improve um, yep. and that was the viewability when you guys were watching on Twitch last year and the previous years, we had a lot of downtime yeah. and sometimes Why don't you show picture number 14. Yeah. Sometimes, uh, we had to because the, the crew and stuff needed to eat or, um, oh yeah, this, hold on. Let me, let me get the. I gotta, well, there's I gotta, a reason. I know you probably have one that's better, oh, yeah, but show yeah. this one because I just love the way this is framed. Um, we had the Twitch booth this year, which is what you were getting into, yes. which I felt was such an improvement. I hope it was for the people that were out there in the stream, and I hope we can improve upon it next year. We're going to need a bigger booth for sure. <laughs> um, but it was so good to have that booth where people were able to sit down and interact with the uh, stream and the people in chat, but also where we were able to bring people in. And, it, you know, we had, uh, I think this was during, was this Haven's yes. birthday? Yes, and it was. He had 
no idea. He had so. no idea. So it was yeah. Haven's birthday on Sunday, the second day of Met, uh, MetCon, and so we brought him in there, and uh, um, Mez brought him a, a little mini, a gift, a, an Irby Mech, and uh, just, God, it was so much fun being able to utilize these people's skills, um, the, these streamers and, and so forth, and get them in there we, multiple times. I mean, you you were in yeah. there 10 I, times, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I tried doing it as much as possible, and because and, and, yeah. day two was longer too. Um, it was fantastic, and I already made plans to walk around with my phone on having Twitch. Uh, so when when I found out about the Twitch booth, it was just sort of a, a, a perfect match. Um, yes, obviously it was a little cramped at times, uh, but we you know that it's a learning process. I think for uh, some of the comments I've seen and even in chat and other areas is maybe next year what we can do is have stationary cameras like top-down perspective on at catalyst you know, looking at what's going on there and or, or other that, areas yeah. and i think that that's good feedback uh, obviously that way they can split to that and be like hey you know we'll be right back sort of like this but the twitch stream booth how i looked at it was it was a good example of uh filling in time with with uh, valid like content right it's it's you get to meet and talk and listen and so what i tried to do is I literally was, uh, sometimes I wasn't able to um, because they were like, hey, you know, we took a break, our guys are using the bathroom or, we, or they've got to eat or, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, and being able to just grab a streamer or someone that you want to interview and they don't have a camera necessarily like up in their face like last year. Not, not all streamers like that. Not all streamers even have cameras. So like, let alone this big old thing. We did have a spotlight there in there though. The shit was brighter than the crap. Um, but yeah, that was a really fun experience. That in particular, that picture, Darren, was, you know, you were sick. You were like, ah, oh, no, I'm not. Um, and I walked in and we were going to say happy birthday to Haven. And he had no idea his, his, uh, his, uh, girlfriend, not fiance, I don't think not yet. Who knows? I don't know. But, uh, she had set this up. So I walk in and there's no room and they're like, just lay down. And I'm like, all right. And, um, uh yeah that was that was interesting i don't know how you guys enjoyed it out there watching but uh um yeah we got really close uh really quick um and uh yeah out of all everyone then you've got uh, unfazed all gq tie you know like dress man he just raises the bar man it's rough i don't I can't follow i his. threw another uh picture in there uh you'll see it up next to uh the first picture um of the booth so you can kind of see it a little bit better remember uh, four, seven, three, five. It's, it's, oh, I just yeah, dropped yeah. it in there. Yeah. Yeah. That shows more on the production end. Cause you were talking about that spotlight. Yeah, yeah. Um, but in every way, just the booth was a great addition and we, I've already talked to Matt about how we can improve it next year. Well, you know, it's, it's stuff like me and Darren have talked about. We just need those microphones, the ones that you have around your ear. Like there's no reason for us to like have to keep, uh, us having a microphone in our ear and be able to talk and then us handing a microphone off uh would be great um that way yeah so there's a lot of things from the like technical perspective that we you know one of the things we always do is we always nitpick like what could have been better what could we do better um and i would definitely say this is something that um can continue on i would even say uh so far as having another small almost a webcam that they could flip to whoever's on the computer talking because a lot of the times 
uh, we'd there was different streamers talking to yeah, everybody yeah, yeah. on 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 Twitch chat, and you, and you know you just have to trust that they are who they say they or, are. Or they, you know, like Cat was <laughs> on I there. I know there and was some deception and... going on. <laughs> um, so yeah, but if you look, I mean, that picture uh, increase the size of that again. Um, I'm just it makes me so proud. Beautiful people. Um, you can see we have uh, their majestic and uh, Loken. Loken was so involved, and he just violent. loves being a, yeah nutty, violent uh, yourself. There, Impy Cat, uh, Jay Z, Haven, Father Bill. Um, it looks like he's asleep Wesker's there. there. I know. <laughs> well, you know, and some some people were tired, and some people uh, you know deserved being tired. Uh, but just again, a lot of interaction. Um, and I just love seeing those people shine at what they do. You almost, Jay -Z smile. You, you almost can even see <laughs> Haven in all these photos. You have to like yeah. look because that, you have to know it's yeah, him. That, well, just that, that black and it's black on the, the black backgrounds. And, um, overall, um, in my, in my uh, opinion, I think that the Twitch stream booth was fantastic. I, I, yeah. I really think it added something to that. It added allowed me to be a little bit more comfortable with whoever's sitting there or vice versa. Mm -hmm. um, that that sort of um, uh, area where they could just be themselves. And uh, I think we have some improvements from a from a technical perspective that we can do. Obviously, yep. more couch or couches and, and areas. Um, but in general, I, I think it was fantastic. And uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed it as much as, as we did. So... Absolutely. Um, Let's talk um, a little bit about the different spaces. Um, it was Catalyst blew me away this year. Yes. Um, not necessarily because their presentation, which I love their presentation and the stuff that they brought, but because that booth was hopping the yeah. entire time. It was packed. Everybody was in there playing, including George Ledoux played his first ever uh -huh. tabletop. Yeah, he, did. He, even, he even did a DFA. He had so much fun, and it was so cool that uh, Catalyst brought him in there to play because they're like, "Have you ever played the tabletop?" And he was no. And then they said, "Well, get in here," and they taught him how to play. Um, but they were doing that for everybody, including there were kids in there. Yep. Um, I, I I was just amazed at how busy. I almost want to say it was the busiest booth. Um, I don't know if that was true or not. They were all busy. They all had lines. Um, obviously, the longest or the slowest moving line was the pods. Um, which was crazy. We do need to improve the, the the line for the pods next year or whatever we're going to be doing um, with some kind of number system or something to something. make it. Yeah, because yeah, it was like a two and a half hour yeah. wait. Um, and so, but just all the spaces were really cool. Catalyst, amazing. Um, of course, you had the Mech Warrior 5 demo and people kept doing that over and over again. People kept doing the Solaris stuff over and over again because you could win prizes. And I mean, literally people are like, this is my 30th time doing Solaris. So they're just going over and over <laughs> yeah. and over again. Yeah. Um, you had Harebrained Schemes there with the Battletech booth, everybody playing that, checking out the new Flashpoint uh, DLC. Um, that was really cool. Had people uh, teaching people how to play. And I do, can you bring up picture number 19? Now, let's see, who was it? This was Tregtronics, I think, who is and one of kid? Apostles. Yeah. No, no, no. This well well, this is the kids that are in there. This oh, yeah, no, yeah. Number 19. 19 okay. Yeah. So so Tregtronics, one of Apostles buddies, awesome guy, uh, took this picture. And I have to say, and make this full size, this is one of my favorite pictures of all time from Metcon. Look at this, people. This, okay, first cool. of all, Haven is a hero he's in there teaching all these kids and it, and somebody did liken it to like ender's game or something like that but this yeah. this is what i mean this means so much to me this is the next generation of battletech and mech warrior fans the kids loved it look at that they're sitting in there learning how to play mech warrior and battletech 
Um, just phenomenal. Uh, I don't know. That picture, for whatever reason, just hits all my heartstrings. Uh, it was so good to see families out there, um, you know, moms and dads with their kids. And uh, it was just a whole new uh, layer of Metcon that made it special to me. I, th I think um, it was a very smart move for us doing yeah. all ages. And, and, and there was, was so actually cool. people that I talked to that were able to come because they were able to bring their, their children. So yeah, uh, it's a win-win. Um, I, you know, as far as if you wanted to drink, you could, uh, but you know, there were kids around. Um, it's not like we have anything crazy inappropriate happen. So there's, there's that. But, uh, when I saw this picture the first time, the first thing I thought was like, what is uh, Cobra commander teaching these kids? Like originally <laughs> that's, uh, um, but, uh, yeah, they I mean, loved him. the kids, yeah, loved yeah, him. no, they wanted yeah. his autograph. Yeah. They're yeah. going up. Yeah. It was, it was pretty fantastic. Um, yep. You know, uh, as far as the the pods, um, the pods were an awesome experience. There's a few things uh, um, that I think we can talk about at the end as far as uh, things to improve. Obviously, wait time is always a tough thing, right? I think I think obviously hindsight's twenty twenty, but um, we had a lot of people, and the demo was longer, and so um, you know they weren't trying to hush people out of there really quick. So there's that as well. Um, Do you have a good image of the pods? I'm trying to find a good one. And funny enough, I didn't get a good picture of the pods themselves. Huh? I have plenty of pictures of the lines to the pods. You if you have one, throw one up. But if, yeah. I don't think I do. But um, so the the pods, uh, you know, um, obviously the big thing was downtime as far as it took, you know, some people stood in line for like three hours. Uh, it's unfortunate. So, um, you know, if we were to do that again, um, obviously we need a better system. Um, uh, and then on top of that, uh, the experience itself, I found it challenging, very challenging, if you will. Um, and I think mainly that's just because you're hopping into something with two different control sets that you're not used to. Um, my, I, I love the immersion factor. Uh, I don't think I would do a 4k TV for it. I think if anything, I, you know, you do something like three 1080s. You know, like my 1080, they're slightly curved. You can imagine three of those or something or a little bit bigger. Uh, I think that would be really cool. Um, I don't. I did throw a picture in there. It's it's another one of those huge numbers up right up towards the top. Um, that shows the line for the pods. It shows the pods <laughs> peeking over. Super pods. Yeah, gotcha. You can't even like see yeah. them the lines. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of people wanting more pods. Man, okay, so the first thing, I only sat in the pods for 10 minutes and nine minutes of those were me trying to figure out how to turn my mech on. So just so you guys know, like when I when we first got into the, um, the convention center, uh, I really quickly wanted to get into the pods to, you know, at least have a little bit of the experience. And the guy told me real quickly how to, this is what you do to stick, you know, turn it on basically. And I'm thinking that the switches that Paul worked on were how to turn my mech on. That's how I thought you powered up. So everything seemed powered up to me. <laughs> and I sat there for a very long time before I eventually opened the door and said, Phil, how do you turn this thing on? And then you're like, press the P button, you freaking idiot. And so, uh, so I finally got powered up. And I would pods... never call you an idiot. <laughs> but there, there you go. There's a pod picture. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Uh... Um, so basically... Uh, 
they they very much took me back to the BattleTech centers. I had that feeling like, yeah, there's a good picture. They were amazing, well built, very sturdy, solid pods, bigger than I expected them to be. But man, I wanted one so bad, and so did everybody. Like, how do I steal one of these and take it home, right? But um, just it, it, the the game was very well suited. I felt for uh, joystick and ho the the, the Hota setup. Um, I do feel like you'd need to fine tune it to yourself. Oh yeah, right? you, but, and. And I go on a limb and say, uh, by the way, the the support for all of that will eventually be in uh, in the end game, but uh, they what we were experiencing was not a hodgepodge, but it definitely wasn't def it wasn't set up for each individual. Like the no. dead space in the joystick was difficult. Actually, there was something that I really didn't like, but it would be solved if we had if they'd used the original plan, which was foot pedals. So the foot pedals being used for torso twists left and right. The problem was when you uh, say you were tracking a target from right to left, so you have torso twist, and then you actually had the, the you know, pulling back your mech. Well, the problem was you had to pull back your mech, torso twist, but then also go at an angle. It was really not comfortable um, with that, that motion specifically. Um, that being said, I go back to mech four. I did it in mech four, so I know I can get used to it in a Mac five. And I, I, I totally understand, uh, Russ and I were talking and he says, this is what the ultimate sim experience is going to be. It may not be some, for everyone. It may not be something that you enjoy, but if you're wanting that sim experience, this is the route you're going to go. And so I'm looking forward to that end result, which is, you know, and they mentioned uh, VR, uh, potential support. Well, they said it's going to have to some extent, uh, obviously all the, the, um, HOTAS and different systems and blah, blah, blah. Um, I would probably go joystick, uh, throttle and then foot pedals or possibly even two joystick, I think, uh, and foot pedals, uh, two joysticks and foot pedals may also, uh, uh, work. So I think there's multiple combinations you can go for. Um, yeah, but, uh, the, the main important thing, I think everybody, I, I already heard people talking about the setups they're going to build and, and, and people are going to make their own. Um, but the important aspect of this is that, uh, you know, it's totally built for it. Like it felt like a sim. It felt right having a uh, joystick and a, a, a throttle or whatever you're going to do. I definitely would do foot pedals myself. For the people that have been waiting for this type of experience uh, with a modern uh, MechWare game, this is it. And it felt good. Like even though I didn't do the whole demo, I did the whole demo previously on just keyboard and mouse. Um, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have break out my my Hotas setup again. And uh, yeah, I would like to point out, we're not getting older, guys. We're leveling up. Uh, be proud, Father Bill. Um, but uh, it was just an amazing experience. Um, whether perfect or not perfect, uh, I felt like the Super Pods were a great addition. Uh, people would like to see more of them. People would like to see them moving around the country um, you know, to, to various events. I'd love to see them at PAX next year, PAX West, because uh, that's just across the border for them. Um, they were so much fun, yep. and it's just a great experience, something that we haven't experienced in a long time. So, let's talk about the experience, though. Like, um, mm -hmm. compared to last year and this year, the, the what Mech 5 looked like and felt like and what it was, um, I'd played last year. Actually, I played a few times, and me and you actually saw a little bit more um, when we went up in February, February, March, February, we went up. And right. we got to see uh, live in-engine environmental effects, um, the weather, snow, rain, you name it. Um, 
One thing we didn't see was the heat and thermal setup, and I can't talk about that much, but it looked pretty freaking amazing. Um, yeah. The experience. The cool thing for me was it felt... How do I say this? It felt very... I'd been here before. It felt, it felt like... It felt similar to Mech 4 and Mech 3 as far as the... I felt like I was at home in it as far as the yeah, pop-up and stories. Like, I'd been here, yep. like, you know, hey, you've got this farm. It's under... Now, granted, this is an example of one of their story uh, sort of missions, um, they said. Mm -hmm. um, but the the voice acting support, the little pop-ups of the, you know, 2D images of the Mech War, I thought was really cool. Um, and the it wasn't just one thing. It was did this then you go to this nav and so you, now you've yeah. got navigation beacons you got multiple uh fights multiple dropships multiple engagements going on the destructibility was fantastic and what was really cool was behind the scenes you know talking to alex uh, garden and him basically saying is we're pretty much done with the foundation like we had just we've got a few more things to do but we're done with with the foundation of the game and everything from here on out is just polish like polish and of course you know uh good stuff fleshing things out yeah, yeah. and and to me that was All just like stuff. i was like wow you know like uh walking your mech after the mission going back in the mech bay you guys couldn't really tell on the i think at least in the in the convention center it was sort of dark the the video um uh, as far as the big screen but the amount of damage and detail they have in the mechs, um, it's nothing like what we have in MW. It's it's like down the rabbit hole. Oh like, my god! Um, well, when we when I when I first walked into the the mech bay, um, and you see the mechs there, like it took. I just sat there for a few minutes, just thinking to myself, um, "This is the best I've ever seen BattleTech Mech Warrior mechs look in my entire life." Like so freaking beautiful yeah. rightly so it's a 2019 product right it better be but it was like it was so beautiful it like i had goosebumps like you know i've been around this franchise for 35 freaking years starting with some of the you know crazy line art back in the days all the way to fast forward to now these mechs were works of art they looked beautiful yeah. um and that was good and like you said Jumping into this because I still play Mech Four a couple times a year. You know, I do the full campaign, uh, do all of Solaris and all that. Um, it felt like putting on some old gloves with a modern twist, obviously, yeah. right? A twenty-year-old, twenty-year newer product. Yeah. It did. It felt like you're slipping into Mech Warrior, and that's what I wanted. That's what I wanted so bad. Now, obviously, we want things to be better. You know, not just a duplicate of Mech Four or Mech Two or whatever. We want a a twenty-year newer game. Um, and I absolutely believe that's what's going to happen. Um, not to, not to mention the co-op and the the mod yeah. support and all that. But it just felt like Mech Warrior with the voice acting, with the missions. And so knowing that there's nine months left to 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 flesh out this game, I'm just super excited for what we're going to get. Um, and, and, and 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 have another game to play. And we'll talk about Mech Five in detail, guys. Not on this because I feel like that's yeah. that's an entire podcast. This is about just Mechcon. what's Metcon. Uh, we got to see um, obviously the destructible environments, which had taken Insane. a step up. Um, yeah. Not all buildings were fully destructible. The smaller ones were. Um, it's funny because that sparked a very interesting debate as far as 
was it too much destruction? Then I'm like, geez, we just like, you can't win or like win on that one. Uh, I've been in a 70 ton tank. I know what it's like to go through uh, buildings and an environment, uh, guys. 70 ton tank will go through. Uh, it'll mow down pretty much anything that you throw at it, um, let alone yeah. a, a, a very tall, uh, heavy tank. Um, the box art, the cover art, if you will, box <laughs> art. Oh, man. Okay, first of all, I want the box, right? I mean, I, yeah. Would you pay? I would pay for the box. Oh. I'd pay for it. No, no, no. Especially I that, like, hesitate. You know, you know the box art that's uh, it's like sort of pressed a little bit, so it gets the texture. You know, like yeah, the, yeah, yeah. yeah. It took um, me back. Seeing box art was awesome. And you and, know, ha having Alex behind it, it looked yeah. like something you'd see coming from Catalyst Game Labs, but yet here you have a king crab. With the dead What's mech. What's in the box? I didn't see what the dead mech was. I need to look to see if I could like pick up what it was. Yeah. But did anybody else notice? Let me let me pull this up. Um, surprised we didn't have uh, a picture. Picture. Um. Uh, uh. Anybody else notice the infantry? Yeah. Dude in the, the bottom. soldier right in the front. Anybody? Did you did you notice that? Let me see if I can find it. Okay. That's one. Now, Mitch, I think, made a point that there were infantry on box art back in the day. But uh, I'm it's gonna, a good sign. I'm going to take it as yeah. that means we're going to get <laughs> a confirmation. infantry. Because we didn't know. We, you know, yeah. like, we we they said maybe. Um, mm -hmm. uh, so, let me, I'm, I'm finding it for you guys. I, I'm trying to get a... Yeah, so... Again, you know, this is just another example of the artwork kind of blowing us away. And and although we do have access to a lot of stuff behind the scenes all year long, there's a lot of stuff that happens at MechCon that we don't see until we're at MechCon. And that included uh, this box art. So when it was shown live, that was the first time Phil and I saw it as well. And, and it's nice, actually, sometimes. We intentionally sometimes don't dig too deep because we want to be surprised as well. It's, um, yeah, I'm finding one. It just It's not the full picture. Hold on. Let me... Let me um... We could always link to it in our notes if we can't find it now. But the um, no, well, not infantry unnat unnatural. They had uh, humans walking. But as far as like infantry being something that potentially is uh, shooting back, shooting. At you. I mean, obviously you're walking around as mech warriors, so they have a human yeah. uh, character. But I'm talking about like where potentially. I mean, because it has an SRM like launcher. I mean. That just opens doors. You go into an inner city mm -hmm. or something or, or a biome and, you know, you know, life is cheap, armor isn't sort of thing where you're getting shot at potentially and you're just going to lose a bunch of money if you don't get the heck out of there. And um, a good reason to have machine guns and flamers. Right? And <laughs> right? Like, um, oh, yeah. yeah, so, um, yeah. Uh, yep. As far as, so we had the that, that release. We also had... Um, release date. Yeah, so they announced the release date. Release date September tenth, two thousand nineteen. So you know, over uh, over nine months left of development. And I, you know, this is another thing I want to point out. Um, you know, and I think we'll get to this. There's 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 frustration. Obviously, it's not all uh, rainbows and butterflies or whatever. Um, people like, for example, wanting to see more MWO content at MechCon, which includes myself and, and you as well. Um, but one thing I want to point out 
to keep something that should be kept in mind with all this discussion is that MechWarrior 5 is 100% self-published by PGI. They have no publisher um, and they didn't do any sort of fundraising, Kickstarter, GoFundMe, whatever. Um, so that's a huge deal. Um, and we all know that, you know, what a publisher can do and, and why we want to avoid that situation. And so while there's the obvious frustrations and, and hopefully we'll, you know, we'll get Paul on and, and we'll start talking more MWO as, as the year moves on and through the holidays or whatever, we're going to talk about it. And, you know, we still care deeply about MWO and I know PGI does as well. Um, but that's a huge accomplishment that this is a self-funded game. And, and it's also very difficult for a small studio that literally has, you know, 60, 70 plus or minus employees at any given time. Um, this is not a 300 person studio, uh, that's bankrolled by Microsoft or whatever. So, um, I feel like that there it is. Oh, that's so beautiful. With the little infantry dude there. But anyway, I just wanted to point that out. You know, um, like we, I said at the beginning, there's good, bad and ugly about it and, and things that will, you know, are different disappointments for different people. And these are things that we'll be discussing in upcoming podcasts. Um, but I think it's a really big deal that this game has um, come to fruition. And I also think it's a beautiful, um, you know, uh, full circle from when we first started getting together before we even started the podcast. And we saw that uh, MechWarrior 5 trailer that PGI wanted to do back in the day in 2009. That first initial trailer came out. And uh, because they weren't able to do the standalone, the, the, the single player game back then, um, they had to choose a different route and they decided to do a multiplayer and, and that's where MWO was born. But here we are again, we come first full circle and Russ was able to do a MechWarrior 5 and yeah. I think that's a huge deal. Yes, it, it is a huge deal and I'll be honest, I'm disappointed that we won't get the game till September, but that's, oh, yeah. rea that's reality. How many times have we said patience Patience, patience, because like, well, think you know, of the alternative. Look at these uh, de huge developers that are being forced to release games yeah. every year. We've, we've had a lot of examples recently, haven't a we? A lot of examples of games <laughs> that are basically just garbage because their publishers, EA, are forcing people to put out games every year. Yeah. Developers just don't have the time to release the games that they want to release anyway. You know, it, you, you look back just five years ago, four years ago, uh, developers were able to take, you know, two, three, four years to develop a game. And that makes such a difference compared to being forced to do one once every year. And so in my opinion, yeah, it's hard to be patient. Of course it is, right? It's your beloved franchise, your beloved games, your mechs. But the fact that we're getting more time on target to release a better game to me means a lot. Yeah. It means everything. So mech 5 in general again we'll talk about this guys in length on its own podcast and yep. uh we will be hopefully sitting down uh with pgi i don't know if it'll be before the holidays so just keep that in mind but we have a lot of things to cover with them not only for mwo but for mech 5 uh one of the things i'd love to do is sit down with uh, alex garden and possibly even russ and talk about something that i think is very very important which is the mod scene so again stay tuned for that all I got to say, Benaz, yeah, you yeah. guys, uh, the, and we'll just, I'm just, I'm going to drop it because I can go on. Mm. Don't even get me started. I know. Well, we Let's... will. We're, we're going to have more regular podcasts. We have a lot of stuff to talk about. But here, real quick, throw up uh, picture number 22. Understood. This was something that was really cool. Again, there were cer certain things that happened at this MechCon that I think were very special and reinforced the whole family aspect of it. And this is one of them, uh, Deadfire, if you're still in the uh, chat here. 
Uh, Dad we fire! Actually, we had a freaking wedding we did. at Metcon. Um, it was beautiful. It was amazing. It was special. Um, you know, the whole there was a whole lineup when they they walked down the aisle. Yeah. People lined up on either side. I, I have no words. Um, beautiful wife, uh, beautiful daughter there participating. The kid in the is wedding. so damn big, dude. I remember yeah, she was just a I baby, know. like crying they in the background. <laughs> oh my yeah. god! Oh, it was just. It was so crazy and such a cool moment, and they shared that with a, a yes. few of us before day two began. Um, that was way cool. Uh, congratulations again yes. to the wonderful bride and groom. And that, you know, I, I don't know what to say about that. They just had a lot of their family. T a lot of two two eighth was there, and uh, and it was just really a special. I told, moment. Uh, I was telling Deadfire, I was like, "Welcome to the club, married club. Yeah, about no time, Deadfire, Deadfire." Yep. Uh, no, it was fantastic. Uh, super happy for both of you guys. Actually, all of you guys, because you did as well. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Um, Let's show uh, number 27. 27. So, again, congratulations to First Jaguar Guards. Congratulations to uh, Imperial. Great performances. Totally deserve all your winnings and your gear. I uh, hope you enjoy that. Hope to see you guys again next year. Um, but here's a picture of uh, Eon Synergy. Uh, obviously, so, they were second place two years in a row, and they finally pulled through and won. Uh, they were the champions this year uh, and very much deserved. They played their asses off. Yeah, I mean, and when we were talking about the first and second day, what, which was interesting is, you know, um, you know, JGX, you know, beating, uh, you know, EMP. And then uh, that sort of, everyone was super stoked about that, you know, and, and you know, what that might curtail. Again, talking about the, the um, uh, you know, underdog sort of perspective. But one thing um, I do want to hit on is literally the sportsmanship. Uh, it was fantastic. Yeah. I, I, I talked to Ash. I yes. think Ash is in chat. I talked yeah, to a yes. bunch of the other uh, uh, team members of EMP as well, and it was very pleasant talking to a lot of you guys. And uh, that's something that I feel like can only improve. And I'd like to, uh, yeah. me and Darren would love to help facilitate that conversation with the community. And one thing that I feel like we can ride the the coattails, if you will, off of this uh, Metcon is that what you guys want from the competitive scene in the community, I feel like is completely uh, pl plausible and and we would love to help promote that. And that is, you guys were for fantastic supporting, whether it was JGX, whether it was Eon, whether it was uh, EMP. And I can't say that enough, how important I think a positive relationship between the teams are, yes, healthy, competitive, uh, sure, but a supportive environment where you have uh, someone who just came in second and is literally so excited for Eon. And to yep. to see that, I don't know if anybody else caught that, but it was it was genuine. Great it was it was from the heart, and uh, I thoroughly enjoyed talking to everyone. I did uh, that was part of the EMP team, uh, yep. um, um, the first Jaguar guards and Eon guys. Um, at the end there, you guys got to see them as well all of them are very very nice um it was good to see um and again from all different backgrounds uh in the world literally i mean <laughs> from people all over the world um and there were some really cool stories too that i heard um yeah there was there was a lot of positive positive and and i think that just sort of uh sets the precedence for that's what 
I feel like the competitive scene is about right there. And that's, yep. that's something to mirror it off of, mirror it off of and, and set the example. And, uh, we are all for helping support that. And, uh, you know, so look forward to sitting down again. We're going to be yep. talking about, uh, uh, the world championship and, and obviously what possibly you guys would like to see change for 2019. Um, you know, just like last year, nothing announced right now, but let's just go ahead and assume it's going to happen. So mm -hmm. uh, what would that look like? And of course, we'll be reaching out to a few of you guys. And uh, uh, one thing to keep in mind also with the PGI presentation was MWO and faction play, obviously. Uh, as, as you mentioned earlier, Darren, uh, let me touch on the MWO mm -hmm. aspect. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's 100% valid criticism from everyone out there that's been disappointed that this metcon pretty much had nothing for mwo other than hey we're gonna be doing a uh, faction play content that is a hundred percent valid criticism out there um russ knew it you heard him basically say like you know i didn't think we needed to make a video about it um since then we've had the post come out of what of what paul um as outlined in that uh, thread, I've kept up with the reaction of that. For the most part, it seems very positive. Uh, some people even go in so far as like, hey, that's what, you know, I proposed, uh, you know, a year uh, or, or two ago. So it's good to see that it lines up. But that being said, I believe um, that conversation is still going. We will reach out to Paul. It will probably be after the new year to sit down and have a podcast, have a follow up. Let's have Let's have someone like Ash on and possibly Dane. Uh, Dane's huge in the faction play or has been, and, and I know he wants to. For sure. So I think that would be great to have Ash or, or and Mech the Dane together, maybe on a podcast talking with us uh, about the stuff that's coming on. So Ash, I know you're there. I uh, don't know if Dane's there, but that would be uh, great. So. Um, yeah, I, I, I know we're going to have future podcasts about Mech 5. I know we're going to have future podcasts about Mech Warrior Online. Um, we will talk about what uh, Paul has outlined and potentially have Paul on, um, would love to do that. Um, let's also look real quick, just because I want to summarize what's happening with Catalyst Game Labs. They do have a starter box set, the new one that's coming yes. out just at the end of December. Um, I think it comes with, is it two mechs or four? Two, two, two the two Griffin and the uh, Wolverine. Yeah, um, so that starter box set is coming out. Then the the um, Game of Armored Combat, their full box set comes out in January. Oh my God, I'm getting that. Uh, that'll come yep. with eight mechs. The minis are beautiful. Um, all, you know, tons of new artwork, everything. Uh, that will be out in January. They have a whole new map pack coming out, double-sided maps. Uh, just a lot of stuff coming out from Catalyst. In fact, uh, I would have to say Catalyst had the best presentation as far as future stuff coming out. It yep. was really cool yep. to have them uh, share all that and with us. And there's more that... Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I know, I know I know there's people that are like, oh, what about this or what about this faction? Maybe all I know uh, is is they're they're clearly aware of it, and yeah. um, and of course what they're trying to do is make sure that they have enough to to go throughout the year of 2019 as well. So as far as box sets, so yep. uh, and supplying those. So. And then of course Hairbrain Schemes was there. They were showing off Flashpoint, their latest DLC, which just came out November 27th. I am absolutely positive there's more on the horizon coming from Hairbrain Schemes and Battletech. Also a great product. Um, it was great to, like I mentioned, have Elias Defexus there. I'd love to yep. have him involved in Mech Warrior 5 and potentially back there again next year. Um, true Battletech fan. It was great to have all of those people out there. Um, 
But this has been a very long podcast. It, it has. I, I think. And I think Darren's trying to wrap it up on us. I am trying. I think, can you tell? Can, can, can you feel it? Let, let me let me just hint on the Jordan Mitch thing really quick. In the force. Yes. Um, it was fantastic to sit with those two guys. I mean, absolutely. In fact, show picture number twenty-five. You've got. Uh, I had um, Chris uh, Lowry and uh, Logan in there, uh, and I felt so bad because I told um, five. Yeah, that's just me introducing. Uh, they had another epic showdown, yeah, yeah. which was heavily, very popular. Those seats filled up, man, yeah. when they were doing their head-to-head. They had a, they had a charity and, giveaway, which was yeah. fantastic. So that's me announcing, you, I'm standing in front of Jordan, uh, forgive me. Um, but that's Jordan and Mitch. They had a rematch, um, and you don't have to keep that up long. You can take that down. Um, and they went head-to-head again. It was an amazing fight, and Mitch won this year yeah. and blew my mind Jordan, Jordan taking a kneeled. Hey. Yeah, he, he kneeled before Mitch. He was a man of his word. He's a man of um, his word, yep. Yeah, and it was just really cool to see them. Uh, I always love introducing, you know, the godfathers of Battletech or whatever we want to call them. Um, you know, I, I just, again, it's just such an intense event. So many people there, so many yeah. people you respect and, and have been a part of your hobby franchise whatever for just decades yep. um special moment uh without a doubt having jordan image there and then you get to set you got to set, yeah, sit and, down with them and i didn't have a picture of that but i'm sure there's one well, i'm there. sure yeah there's official um you got I'm, to talk to them yeah and and I, I had chris to my left and Logan to my right and i told mitch i was like hey i'm gonna come kidnap you after you know your live q a uh because i was gonna talk with chris and Logan and be like hey we'll be right back in just moments all of a sudden, I see Jordan's head poke in and Mitch, and I was like, can't just be like, hey, guys, uh, you just need to go away for a few minutes. You can't turn down Jordan and, and Mitch. So anyways, I was like, oh, my God. So I brought him in, and I tried to get information out of him. Um, you know, they, they, I don't, I don't know, um, you know. They, they wouldn't budge. They basically just nodded a lot. But you know what they did um, say, which was, I think, pretty significant. Yeah, was they it did. significant to you guys? They they said the Unseen were going to be in Battle Deck. I, that was... That caught me by surprise. That totally caught me by surprise. Because obviously they we had... Know they're, we know they're coming to Mech 5. We yes. saw them in the trailer yes. for Mech 5. And Catalyst Game Labs. Demo. And Catalyst yeah. has them. And I you know. know, obviously from a legal standpoint, we can't go into that. But just from the, the aspect of... They oh, had okay. they had the Marauder originally in the the demo earlier on, right? And so all of us were like, yeah. And then that that happened, and they weren't with initial release. And so we're all like, oh, what does that mean for us? Yeah. So, and I quote Mitch, they just won't happen before Urban Combat, Urban Warfare. So he said, but they are coming. And I yep. and, and like I think he said it very like, yes, you know, like basically yes, they are coming. So that was that was really cool. Um, but obviously, it's always a pleasure talking to those guys. And as soon as we can, we will reach out and, and hopefully to get a podcast uh, with oh, yeah, those with two them. individuals uh, or, or sure. McCain and and so forth and so on. But uh, overall, whoever we can, it was a fantastic experience for me. Can't wait till next year. I didn't even get to hang out with Darren very much, to be honest. <laughs> we really didn't because Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. Uh, I basically got to say goodbye Sunday because I had to leave yep. super early. Um, we had a job to do, man, and we did it. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was a long. I would, you did a great job, especially considering so did the you. circumstances. So did you. Like that was. Uh, you got a lot of camera time this year. Yeah, that was, uh, you know, um, yeah. Was I guess good. I'm, yeah. 
Yeah. What you, I was going to say, I guess, I guess I guess that's what I'm I do is I, I talk a lot and people no, watch, you know. Well, that's who you want. Uh, if you, if somebody's going to be talking a lot, you want somebody that likes talking a lot. It worked out. Everybody did a great job. Um, everybody from PGI, Catalyst, Hairbrain Schemes, all the volunteers that helped this year, the the the, the uh, referees, um, the audio video company was amazing. They're just like they're my support line through those things. Um, the the Vancouver Convention Center, uh, just everybody. And why don't we, as we do these final lines, go up, go ahead and throw up uh, picture number twenty-eight. Um, it, you can cover our mugs. You know, this was this was the group right here that was really involved in a lot of the the talking and the the present presentation part of it or whatever. Um, and uh, you know, it's been I don't know how many years we've been working with these guys. Uh, it was awesome. Again, Matt is the the commander in chief here. He uh, organizes this whole thing, but Ben and Mike just did a spectacular job. Yeah, they did. There's a reason they are the ones doing this. They are just phenomenal at it, and they only get better. Uh, love Ben and Mike. Tina obviously doing her job, uh, doing it very well, and uh, we get you know we're lucky enough to be a part of it as well. Yeah. yeah. But why don't you uh, take us out with that first part there? Um, yeah, guys, and again, just want to say thank you guys for tuning in, for those listening live, and uh, of course, uh, for everyone out there, thank you guys for all the support during uh, the MetCon. Uh, we were watching when we could and paying attention, so thank you again for the positive words. Look forward to uh, next year as well. Uh, I'm sure we'll get confirmation uh, very soon on that. But uh, this podcast is supported by you, the viewer. Please consider supporting us in a variety of ways. Uh, you can subscribe to our Twitch channel. There's different uh, tiers for everyone. And of course, if you got a Prime sitting around, consider using that as well. You can become a patron. We've got a new patron uh, tier on there. It is the Twitch VIP. If you go that route, I will manually assign uh, that uh, to you. You guys get a badge and uh, slow-mo doesn't affect you, stuff like that. Uh, we will be kicking off some new goals very, very soon. Like I said, we got more content coming your way. Uh, we have a new uh, store. Um, so we're going to go ahead and link that in chat as well. So check that out as, uh, if you'd like coffee mugs or t-shirts and so forth and so on. Mech porn. So, uh, yeah, literally, literally mech porn. You if you literally so buy mech porn. So if you do enjoy, uh, the podcast, uh, consider that. And also we have an affiliate link down below the stream. Also, if you're watching on YouTube, we'll have the link below, uh, where if you guys buy anything on, uh, Amazon, uh, uh, it kicks back. And we all also are going to look at getting one for Newegg as well, because some of you guys shop on Newegg. Um, but uh, it, any anything like that, if you're able to, uh, but it is not forced upon you. So it's up to your own volition. But uh, thank you guys for considering it. And if for those that are able to, thank you guys for uh, the content. Also, be sure to check out our website at NoGutsNoGalaxy.net. You can check us out on Twitch at NGNGTV, YouTube at NoGutsNoGalaxyTV, Twitter at NoGutsNoGalaxy, Facebook at NoGutsNoGalaxy Podcast, SoundCloud at NoGutsNoGalaxy. And as Phil mentioned, for all the latest and greatest in mech porn, t-shirts, and mugs, be sure to check out NoGutsNoGalaxyStore.com. This was your local No Guts, No Galaxy Mechware podcast signing off for tonight. This is Phil. And this is Darren. Until next time, Mech Warriors. It'd be best if you avoid me But I know you probably can't You sense something is wrong with me You can feel it on my skin But there is more with it
you probably thought it was normal Just a little off The truth is at one time I was But now I'm a robot Forever did 